mocking you. <laughs> All right, there we go. We are live now. Oh, now Capri coming in. All right, while I'm getting her in, welcome back, everybody. It is Monday. This is Nicole. I am adding Capri, and we have my mom on. Um, hey, guys. That was a fast dinner that you cooked, sis. I already had it. I was just getting his plate together. He was bringing in his bike from outside. Oh, okay. All righty. So, um, it's Nicole and Cabri. And uh, today, well, I brought my mom on as an emergency because <laughs> I thought I was getting ready to do the show by myself. So, that means she only good reasons. So, mom, can you introduce yourself to everybody, please? Hello, everyone. I am Michelle Goins, Nicole's mom. All right. And so, Bria, oh. Bria All right. So, we were supposed to have a show like three weeks ago, I think, Mother's Day week or weekend, and we never had the show. Um, so we are doing it now. We've been busy being moms, working and doing everything else. So time is definitely catching up with us. So let's get started. So our topic tonight is motherhood is hard. Um, so before we start with the topic, I wanted to just, I guess, just get everybody's opinion about what, how you feel about motherhood so um since you're our guest mom why don't you go first well um motherhood can be a um it can also be a trying thing it could be devastating it could be um it could be a whole lot if you don't have support if you do not have um people in your life for guidance, especially if you are young. It can, it can be very, it depends on what, you know, the age and stages that you are in your life. So um, you have to have a village around you in order to survive this thing. Um, it's no joke, I'm gonna tell you that. It's nothing to play with. If you are young and a mother, you will grow up very quickly um, because once that child is born, you cannot put the child back. Um, I guess after with me being the age that I am, I have a grandbaby with me tonight. So uh, uh, <laughs> if you see me turning and, and all of that, she's, she's talking to me. But um, being the age that I am, um, I've really been through a lot, but I can say that it's been a learning experience and I wouldn't trade it for the world. I would not trade it for the world. So I do not regret being a mom, a grandmom, an auntie, um, an older cousin. All of it plays the same thing. So... We got to do it. It's no book for it. 
It's an everyday life, and every day is a lesson. That's all I can say. <laughs> what about you? Motherhood is definitely hard, but it is probably one of the most rewarding jobs that are out there. Um, when you build a relationship with your kid or your children, whenever you feel like you aren't aren't doing something right, they are quick to remind you that you are doing something right. Um, and when we are doing something right, the smiles that are on their faces is worth everything. They push us to be better than we were yesterday. Um, we push them to be better than who we were. So it's it is um, it's been a struggle in different areas as far as like the, like the support system goes to a degree um, because I don't have my mom. And um, the schedule that has been arranged for years isn't one that gives a lot of leadway for myself. So I truly do everything on my own. Um, you know, I have you guys who, you know, will bend over backwards for me if need be. But on the day-to-day -day things... Um, it is me. And it's so funny that we're having this conversation now because Kim Kardashian, did you see her interview she did with the guy Jay Shetty? Mm -mm. So he interviewed her and she was just like, you know, motherhood is hard. Sometimes I cry myself to sleep at night. Um, we literally go hour to hour trying to figure life out. And a lot of people like came after her and was like, yo, you literally have a ton of money. You hire a nanny. But I was like, does that mean she doesn't experience the woes of parenting and being a mom because she has a whole bunch of money she's sitting on? So, you know, I think the struggles, some of the struggles are the same when it comes to parenting and some of them are, are different. Um, but for me, it's, it's been rewarding and I have been blessed with so far a really great kid. So I'm happy. Thank you, dear. Somebody got a TV on. I hear a TV in the background. Oh, it's like can you turn it down a little bit, please. Thank you. Um I'm trying to monitor both things. All right, so I'll go for myself. I don't think I would say that motherhood is hard. I think it just, it can be challenging. And I think hard, the word hard can like, uh, can be a bit much to describe it. So I, I'll say, I think that it can be challenging. Um, for myself, I don't really, I think that is overall, it's just, it's been challenging. It hasn't been hard for me. I think at the older that the children get, I think that that's when it becomes more challenging because you start to have to parent each child differently. But I think what may make me feel like at times it can be difficult is everything that we have on our plate. So anything that we're dealing with when it comes to life or, um, I don't know, work, uh, 
anything. I think when you start to bring those things in, the first thing that you're going to say is motherhood is hard because I got all this going on. I'm trying to work and y'all not listening. I'm trying to do this and I'm trying to do that. And I got this going on. So I think that's when it starts to make it more difficult. So that's my, that's my opinion. I will say that support does play a big role. And I think that that is one of the reasons why I don't think that motherhood is hard um, because I do have a strong support system. Um, you know, my mom, she, she's mainly the only person outside of a few that have access like that to the children to be able to like pick them up and take them places or there stand with her. I don't let too many people handle my kids. So um, I think support does play a big part. And then of course, you know, Terrence is here that, you know, he's in the same house. He's, he's there, he's present. So it's not like I'm operating in a atmosphere without him. So it, um, my opinion about it, I think, yeah, it's not necessarily hard for me. It just can be difficult and challenging. So before we go on, I had like a couple clips. So I'll play them as we go throughout the, whatchamacallit, um, throughout the show real quick. So let me, oh, she started already. Go ahead, girl. On her back. All right, I'm gonna share my screen. It's hard regardless what race you are, but being a black mother in America is very, it's a unique experience and it comes up with its own unique challenges, especially being a black mother to a black son. I want to protect his innocence and his black boy joy for as long as possible, as humanly possible. And that's hard to do. And it's not just about how like the police may view him. It's from protecting him to whatever degree I can from like those everyday slights that black boys and black men seem to experience in America more so than other people. All right. So that brings me to our next um, mini subtopic. So mom, you've had all your experience with motherhood directly with all girls. And then of course, Terrence and Aiden had came along. So what, how do you feel in regards to raising your daughters based on what you just heard i know she was talking about boys but i'm gonna get hear your opinion about girls she just could she kept putting emphasis on raising um her, her raising a boy uh black 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 it doesn't matter if they're black white red whatever um i know it's a lot of um it's a lot these days you know since all of this police brutality and all of that but at the end of the day we bleed the same color blood and every parent has the same issues with children um you know they're going to be disobedient at times they're going to be disrespectful at times they don't want to listen at times but also um I try not to look at it like that. Um, I guess, you know, with me being a little older, 
I just try to raise you guys or any other young woman I come in contact with. I just try to encourage and um, give them the support because I'm going to tell you this. All I had was my grandmother. My mother passed away before any, you know, she didn't see any of you guys and you guys already know that. So my mom was gone when I had children. So I didn't have my mother to go to. Um, And my mom and dad was divorced. So my dad was around, but not like a mom, but you know, he was still there. And I can go to my father. I could go to my dad for anything because I could talk to my dad. If it was something wrong physically, mentally, I could go to my dad and tell him. And that's the kind of relationship that we had. So, and that's what I encourage um, young women to do. I don't care if the father is not in the household. I strongly suggest that these young ladies have a relationship with their father and have that open relationship with their dad. It should not be anything that they cannot talk to their dad about because at the end of the day, they don't want to be looking for love in the wrong place as a young woman. So I think that that relationship and having the dad in their life, or if it's not the dad, then you know, that fatherly figure or that male figure, I should say, um, in their life that could be a support to them. So, um, you know, with raising young ladies, it has been challenging, but the reward is when they grow up and you see them doing the things that you have discussed with them or they come to you and ask you or talk about the things that they personally can come to you and talk about. That's the reward right there. As for like my grandsons, um, I'll pull them to the side as well and have a conversation with them. You know, I never raised boys or young men. Uh-uh. But- I still like to get in, inside of their head as well. What you doing? I better not see you with those pants hanging down off your behind. You know, all of that. Be, and I try to tell them how to treat their mom, how to treat their sister. I have spoken to Terrence, little Terrence, and I'll say, Terrence, you know, if your dad is not around, you take care of your mom. You take care of your sister. You know, when he's not around, you guys, um, or if he's out or whatever, you traveling with your mom, I say, you know, you hold the door open for your mom. You hold the door open for your sister. You treat them like the queens that they are. And you don't let anybody disrespect them. So that's that's the type of conversation that I have with them. And Aiden as well. I've shared the same thing with him too. Now, I don't know if they do it. <laughs> but, you know, I've had those conversations with them and um i don't know if they've ever shared that with you nicole but they um can come to me and talk to me about anything layla any of my grandchildren i don't care that's what i want them to do 
And it's just being open and establishing a relationship with your children where they feel comfortable enough that they can talk to you. That's the thing. If I call one of my daughters and the minute they say hello, when they pick up that phone, I know something's wrong. I'm like, something's wrong. Or I'll say, what's wrong with you? You tired or you sound tired. Nothing's wrong. Yes, it is. If you don't want to talk to me right now, you know, we can talk about it later. But I know that something is wrong with them just by how they sound or even with my grandsons or the grandbabies. I, you know, I can tell when something's wrong. And that's because of the relationship that you have with them. They might not want to talk. I don't care if they did something wrong or whatever the case may be, wrong, right, whatever. Just be open and honest and we can work from there. And I have said that time after time after time after time again, you know, just be honest. Don't lie to your parents or, you know, because you have to establish that communication with them because once they get out into the world, they got all kind of tricks and you don't want any rude awakenings. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's challenging, yes, but, you know, the rewards are coming now because they're older. So when you establish these things when they're younger, it will follow them. You might not think it's following them, but it will follow them. So I don't have any regrets at all. We got a viewer that said... Um, Parenting in general is a whole challenge. The new kids ain't the same. So, um, well, first, to go back to the video that I have posted, I will say that what she said, so when it comes to, I think it's a difference in, there is a difference in raising boys and girls. And I do believe that it can be challenging both ways. It can be challenging and, and I do believe that it can be hard. Um, but I, I, I do believe that, Again, like you were saying, mom, it has a lot to do with the relationship that you're building. And sometimes, like what our viewer said on here, it don't really matter because these children are different now, this generation. But what the lady in the video was she saying in regards to it being difficult to to parent or be a being a black mom parenting a black boys, and I know it's not our topic, but it can just be difficult. I I see why she would say that because of all the challenges that just in general black men boys have to deal with like i don't think that that's ever not going to be a thing they're always going to have some type of challenge as as black boys and black men which is which makes it difficult for us because we have to remind them about who they are you know we have to prep them to we have to have conversations with our sons about what this would look like if you did something the wrong way and while you're outside or while you're wherever and that's not normal so that yeah that I can see is definitely challenging and then how serious they take it um I will say that this generation in general the children um what is that they take things as serious as we want them to which makes it difficult to to parent them as a mother because everything is a joke Everything is a game. That's just like um, the only thing that comes to mind right now is 
when I was talking to Cabri, when we drove Aiden all the way to New York, um, you're trying to put, you're trying to instill in them, you know, the way that they should be. Like, don't be somebody that, that stands, that said you're going to do something, but don't come through and do it. So I need to put this in you and teach you this now. You might not get it now, but prayfully, you know, when you get older, you'll get it. So just like with you, mom, when it comes to us, you tell us a million things and you probably find yourself saying it over and over and over and over and over again. And then you just like, well, hopefully one day you'll get it. That one day that you'll get it, 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 it has arrived and I get it. There's still some things that I don't understand. There's still some things that I haven't even begin to even have to face with my children. But um, I do think that there is a difference um, between raising boys and girls. Layla's only eight. Layla's the girlfriend crew all around the same age. And it's different raising her. Like just what, a couple of years ago, I had to have a conversation with her about why people that look like her are gonna treat her like crap. Look like her as in her skin color. So, but she's used to people who don't look like her skin color treating her like, like, you know, like we cool, we good, we, we good friends. So that's, that, that's a challenge because I don't have to have that conversation with my sons. You know what I mean? They already get it where with her, she's eight and I gotta, now I'm doing things like having conversations with her like that. So, but to go back to what, um, Avira was saying, I do think that all of it is a challenge altogether, but definitely can see where boys and girls, there's a difference. Um, what do you think, Cabri? I don't have a daughter. However, um, with my bonus babies, my goddaughters, they are raised differently than how we are with the boys on many different levels. Um, and then on some levels, we, you know, raise them the same. Um, there's a more gentle approach with a girl versus a boy. Yeah. Um, we have to teach our boys how to be or how they present themselves in public. And we have to teach our girls how, how to present themselves in public as well, but it's on two different opposite ends of the spectrum. Um, I don't, I'm a little bit hands, not a little bit, I'm hands off a lot because I don't have the day to day with the girls, right? So in the relationships that's been built with the parents of these daughters, I'm essentially like an enforcer. So whatever is being taught at home, I'm, I'm here to, to back that up, right? And to elaborate or expound upon expel upon what's being taught with the girls and you know um even with our boys to some degree they're being taught differently like amongst adults or what have you there's a baseline on what we have but there are also some characteristics that um that differ based off of the child you know you have some kids who are more vocal about their boundaries. You have kids who know their boundaries, but they're, they're scared to speak up. So, you know, you got to teach one child to find their voice. And then you got to teach another child to have their voice, but within reason, you know. So it's, it's different. 
Um, but I think the village that surrounds that child being on one accord and being on the same page makes it a little bit easier, you know, for the adults, um, especially if said child has a close relationship with someone and they feel comfortable, you know, with that person. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, I'm I'm looking at the blueprints that are being laid just in case I, you know, I do have a daughter, cause I'm I'm coming to I'm coming to y'all, y'all the OGs when it comes to the girls. <laughs> all, right, all right, I got another one. Let me stop this. Oh, it's my hot spot acting up. Oh, she ain't open. Alright, so I'm going to share my screen with y'all again. Huh? Might not be hard for you. At once. Motherhood right. might not be hard for you. Mm -hmm. But when I tell you motherhood for me got hands, you got to do it. You got to do my friend Taylor was born to be a mom. Uh -huh. She is, she has thrown her whole everything into being a mom. She makes all the cool school stuff for the yeah, kids. Yeah, I got one of those things All the too. little bucket things for mm -hmm. Halloween and all the holiday celebrations mm -hmm. and all that. Great, perfect, right? I ain't got it in me. Yeah, period. I ain't got it. I, I got you. Great mom. Exactly. I, thank you. I appreciate that. I got y'all mm -hmm. three costumes off Amazon. That's it. Yeah. That's, all I got. <laughs> That's all I got. She didn't sold them and made them look cute. Some people are okay with with that, and some people are. None, never, nonetheless, we're both still good moms. Yeah, absolutely. Did, yeah. did the kid eat? Yeah. Is the kid safe? Okay. Is the kid dry? Okay. Is the kid got a bed? Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, is, is the kid emotionally mm -hmm. cared for? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. we're all good moms. Really <laughs> <laughs> so that's the other thing so a lot of, I, I used to catch myself kind of paying attention to how other moms were especially moms that had multiple kids and just thinking like am I doing what she's doing am I making that kind of um like impact that she's making with her children am I doing the same thing um I think it's natural for us to do that because it's so uh, it can again be difficult um so yes like she said motherhood be be mothering but i think that we put a lot of that stress on ourselves so i will say with that um i think one of the things for me that helped me to not like i'm not going to say that this is too hard and i don't think even if my circumstances were to ever change i don't think that i would switch my opinion to it being hard and I only say that because I'm taking the time to have like a different approach I'm taking the time to learn each of my children individually um I heard somebody say today at one of these sessions that I was in that um you you have he 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 asked he said a lot of people ask him what is your leadership style and he said that he doesn't have a leadership style he he leads based on the situation or the project or whatever that that he's over and when he said that the first thing that came to my mind was my children and i'm like i don't parent each child the same way i i make sure that 
Um, I'm understanding my understanding them, their personalities, their wants, their needs, who they are, how they operate, what they look like, like mom, you said, when how they look when they're sad, when they're angry, how they sound, all those different things. And that helps me to have a better relationship with them, with understanding and how I handle them. So that's what helps me to not necessarily it be a situation where motherhood is hard. Um, and of course, like the, all the other things, like I mentioned, um, the support and stuff like that, but mainly is what I know that I'm putting into learning who the, who these three little people are and not just them, um, my friends, children, I, I, I understand them. Like I spend time with these children and, um, I pay attention to certain things. So I know how to have a conversation. I know how to approach. I know when to be silly or when not to be silly or like, you know, all those different things. So I think that that plays a big part in how we um, just operate in general. And I think when we get that down, if that is ever something that we can actually get down, I think that that will make a lot of mothers change their opinion about how hard motherhood is. Um, that's I don't think, res respectfully, I, I agree with you, but I also think too, hard is relative to the individual, right? And we can use words to change out hard. Challenging can be viewed as, you know, viewed differently depending on one's perspective. Um, and, you know, having a really strong support system alleviates a lot of the troubles that a, a, a parent or a mom can face if it's just her by herself. You know what I mean? So, like I was saying earlier, the day-to-day, -day, it's just me. So it, it might be harder for me to parent one day versus someone who, you know, has a spouse in home and has a, a, direct, a direct line to their parent or, you know, a, an able-bodied grandparent. You know what I mean? No, can you elaborate on that? <laughs> so I am hearing you say it's not hard to parent because you take the time out to learn your kids. You take the time out to pay attention to them, to converse with them, um, as, along with your friends' children. And I think it's true for me, too, that I take the time out to learn my child, learn my friends' kids. But the hard level it's different for, or the hard slash challenging level can be different based on one's individual situation. So what you may find challenging or what one may find hard and challenging for them, you might not find it hard and challenging for yourself because you have, you know, a, a support system around you where you can be like, hey, Terrence, I need you to grab the kids. I can't do this. Or, hey, mom, I need you to do it. Right. Versus someone like myself who has to do it every day by themselves, something has to fall short or some, you know, in order for me to make sure that Jamel is good first, 
right? Like I, I uh, tonight I almost wasn't able to come on because I'm outside. I'm there were lagging times between you and I, but I'm walking a dog. I'm outside trying to get Jamel with his bike. Got to come in here, you know, to get him get him fed, make his plate and whatnot. But if I had someone in the house, I would be like, husband, take care of this for me real quick. I got, I have, you know, I have, to, I have a priority that I need to take care of as well. I agree. But then, you know, I'm playing devil's advocate. So, yeah, you know, I'm a product of that woman in that corner. So you already know how I am. So, okay, you know, how you so you know how I get. So I agree. Yes. When I do think that what you're saying is true. Some women, some moms will have the challenge of, oh, yeah, will have your opinion. Like, yeah, I can't do everything that you, I don't have that easy access, right? That's I don't, the word I was looking for, the easy access. Right, right. I don't always have easy access, though. So there are moms who are married who do have a full su support system that don't have that access that you think we do. I think we get caught up in what something looks like versus what it really is behind closed doors. And with that being said, I'm not saying, oh, um, Terrence ain't around. No, but Terrence has a job. So Terrence will leave out of this house at six o'clock in the morning. I won't see that man till eight or nine o'clock at night. So while I'm in my car, when I'm going to pick up something, I got my laptop while I'm working at a stoplight sending an email because I got to run to the school to pick up Layla. And then I got to go back to the high school to pick up Terrence. And then I got a phone call or a meeting to get on. So when they get in my car, y'all shut up. I'm in a meeting. Don't talk. I'm literally doing five different things. And I don't have nobody there that can help me with doing those things. I'm not going to say that that's hard for me because my mindset is it has to get done. But that's just how I am, where someone else would say, Nicole, that's hard. That's difficult. I'm not doing that. No, nah, that's too much. I'm going to get so-and-so to go pick up my kid. I don't got time to call everybody because everybody's not always at my beck and call. So I got to utilize public, Uber. Sorry, son, but you got to get Uber today because I got to do this. Or sorry, Layla, I'm going to be a little late. So your little free Uber ride ain't going to be to you by 3.30. It's going to be to you at 3.45, but you're going to be all right because you know what to do and mom doesn't get there. So even when I don't necessarily, yes, I like I can be cooking and getting ready to do a podcast and still signed in to work. But you would never know it because I'm making it look different. So, yes, I have a so full support. And I said in the beginning of it, I'm a product of the person that you see in that, sitting in that corner because I've seen her do it for 35 years. So I, that's already naturally embedded in me to be that way, where some people will look at it and be like, no, that's too hard. No, I got to do this or I got to do it. And I'm not saying that that's like what you're what you're how what you what you're dealing with Cabri because my mom could say easy right now oh no it's hard it's too much I got this one calling me and then as soon as this one hang up number two calling me and then you hang up and then here come number three she about to get locked up so but when I call her I would never know none of that happened but she knows she has support she knows she can call me but you know, we don't necessarily know everything that happens behind closed doors. So I agree with you. But then I also play devil's advocate because you know how I operate. I'm doing 59 things at, at one time. So I think I, one I, of them said that part, Nicole, the village ain't always villaging. <laughs> Wait a minute, hold one second. 
Someone else said, I hear you, Bree. Having a granny is such a blessing when they are active. Yes, it is. And somebody else said, when the challenge comes in, being tuned in with your kids and understanding their person. Oh, that's when the challenge comes in. Um, and there's one more. Then you can go on my mindset is important. It's still hard. The situation is hard, regardless of the mindset and your reaction to it. Pushing through and making it look easy is a phrase for a reason. Thank you, Marlon. I can make, and I'm not trying to toot my horn, but I learned from my mom because that's 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 all I know. But I make this look very easy. And there have been plenty of nights that I have gotten in my bed and cried and don't even know why I'm crying after dealing with them kids. First. All right, go ahead, mom. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm going to say is... Um, I'm going to church right now, but Philippians 4.13 says... Oh, gosh. Here she go. And I'm going to tell you, even... Um, you know, there, there are resources. It's There are resources out here. You know, I mean, it's challenging, yes. But, you know, we have to find everything that we can to help us parent. Um, I didn't have what you guys have right now. I, I didn't. I didn't have it. I, I did not have anybody to really help me when, when I really needed the assistance that I needed. Um, my grandmother lived to be 100 years old. So when Nicole was born, I didn't have to pay for a babysitter because my grandmother, my grandmother was already old. She told me, I don't want anybody watching your baby. I want you to bring her to me. And my grandmother, which was my mother's mother, watched Nicole while I went to work. So that was a blessing. So that was the only thing that I had. I had free childcare and I didn't look at it as free childcare, but not only did she do that for Nicole, but every child that I had thereafter, she did the same thing. I don't want nobody watching those children, but me. So what do you do when you have your grandmother tell you that? Did she tell me that because her daughter, which was my mother, was deceased? I don't know the reason why my grandmother told me that. I will never know. She never shared that with me. That's the only help that I had. After that, when those children got older and it was just me, I had nobody to help me. Their father was gone, remarried, all of that stuff. So... I had to play, pick up, and, you know, make sure that I had, I couldn't get assistance from nowhere for food stamps, none of that. But I still, that my children never went hungry. They were always dressed. They were always well-groomed. So, you know, when someone tells you, if you need me, call me, you call them. Stop saying, okay. If you tell you, if you need me, call me and you'd be like, okay. And you sitting here worrying what you're going to do, 
call him. Like, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. Like, after we be, after you do say, because we all know it's, we all know it's difficult, and I'll say hard. So, when you do have people that are that are here to support you, I think one thing, black women, and yes, I say black women, we have a we have a thing with asking for help. We have a thing with saying, "I need right. help." We have a thing. We have a thing with um, like saying uh, she threw me off with that because I didn't know what that was. It sounded like a. I don't know if she was passing gas or what. But we got to, I feel like, she said her phone was about to die. I, I think we have a thing with just asking. We have a thing with asking for help. And, and then, but at the same time, we start complaining about everything. Like, this is too much. I can't do this. I can't pick you up from here. I can't do blah, 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 blah. But you don't want to say, I need help. I right. need help. It's natural to need help. We, like, I... I don't have a problem with saying that I need help with something now. And if you can't help me, you can't help me. It is what it is. I got to figure it out. And you know what? I had to learn that, Nicole. I had to learn that if I needed help, I have to ask for it. You know, because I was the person that said, you know, when somebody told me, call me if you need me or I'm here if you need me, I would always say, okay. But when (laughs) I'm sitting and I'm just like, what in the world am I going to do? Who am I going to go to? Whatever, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. until, you know, even when um, people would say, do you need something? And I'd be like, no. Or if they would give me something and you'd be like, oh, you didn't have to do that. Close your mouth. Receive your blessing. Learn you how to say that now. You ain't had to do that. <laughs> yeah. Learn how. <laughs> Leave your blessing when somebody does something. That's it. Thank you. That's it. But we as women and men too, it's okay. It's okay. When somebody asks you, do you need something? Tell them yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. And it's okay. Because it's just you and that person talking. Right. Everybody else don't have to know your business. So, you know, this, this thing is serious, <laughs> Cousin Cassandra. This Look. thing is serious. <laughs> All right, let me do it. I got another video. Hold on. Share my screen again. And then after this, we can wrap it up. Oh, I know it's late, but y'all, at, you see where I'm at? It's only 644. 9.44, girl. Mm, I'm sorry. Here's a realization I just came to. I've been very open about my struggles with motherhood here on this app. And a lot of times it can probably come off as complaining and, you know, it is what it is. But I just realized that my beef with motherhood and the trials and tribulations that come with it don't lie within like motherhood itself, my struggles with it, my mental health, it lies in the fact that we don't have freaking villages anymore. Far too much is expected of mothers with very little help. For instance, you take a kid in public and they're expected to be seen and not heard and that's just not possible. And especially like seeing all the rude and like completely out of pocket posts people make about kids on airplanes, like parents can't go anywhere because we're so terrified of inconveniencing people with our children. 
or the fact that if we try to work, we have to completely miss out on our kids' childhood. And if we don't work, then we're just not respected the same. And not to mention the generations before us that have really internalized the mentality that we shouldn't need help um, and that no one is, no like we're not owed help. This is not normal. It's not. I don't care what America says. I don't care what American society says. I don't care what the media tells you. I don't care what your mom told you. This is not normal. This is not how motherhood was supposed to go. This is not how parenthood was supposed to go. We had villages. You were not meant to be your child's sole source of education and entertainment. You were not meant to be your child's sole provider. You were not meant to take on the mental load of everything motherhood entails by yourself. We were meant to have an entire network of women who were there to help us day in and day out, who loved our children just as much as we did, who were there to pass down wisdom to us. So if motherhood ever feels too much or if you're ever struggling to bear the load and if you ever feel like you're not doing a good job at it, just know that you weren't meant to. Yeah, it wasn't supposed to be like this. And we got gypped big time. If anyone wants <laughs> I hear her say we got gypped at the end big, <laughs> big time. So I, um, to, to piggyback on what she said, when I heard that video, I was like, that's, that's it. Like when we were growing up, like you said, we you had support. Grandma was like, you're not about to go out here and take my kids nowhere. But look at where we are now. Like you have to work and then, you know, you're getting into, you know, your your place in life or this season in life where you want to start to like, you know, enjoy the, the fruits of your labor. So you don't want to, you know, you want to be, you know, in hot grandma mode. So you that don't <laughs> I'm just kidding. That don't necessarily you don't like so I I agree with what she's saying. When we were younger, we had more support. Just like our when our viewers said the village is not diligent anymore like it used to. It does take a village, and we were not meant to just sit here and be in our own little corner and feel like, oh, I'm the only one going through this. So I have challenges with my children. You know that. And no one would ever know those kind of challenges that I have with my kids because, you know, they're not here. You know what I mean? But I do interact with my circle and I, I have conversations like, you know, have you dealt with this? How does this look? Um, this is my first time raising boys. Yes, they have a dad here, but it's his first time raising boys, too. So if we know someone who raised children whether you raise them good or bad or whatever we still want to know so we I ask questions I will be transparent about the things that's happening in my with my children the, the nasty the dirty everything because I want to know is this normal that's why we have natural and naked now to have these uncomfortable conversations about the things that would make you like feel like you can't you don't relate to anybody, but we're not, I don't believe that we were supposed to be here on earth to be our want for, for us to be the only source of our children. That, that doesn't make sense. How do you learn? How do you survive? How do you like interact your children? Like how do they do these different things by just going off of just you? And some people might get offended by that and thinking, well, I got everything. And if that's the case, then great, wonderful. I wish you well, but I don't. And I know, like, I have cried in front of my children because I feel like they need to see it. 
I don't, I don't like run and hide from them. When I, whatever emotion I'm feeling, they'll, they receive it, but they receive it with me communicating with them to say, this is hard for me because you are doing X, Y, and Z, or this is difficult for me because this is happening with you over and over and over again. I'm going to be transparent. I have had to talk to Aiden and mom, you know, every single day since school has started last year, every day, he ain't missed the beat. And that's tiring, that's stressful, it hurts, it makes you feel like at times you're not being a good parent, it makes you feel like, like, what kind of mother, am I not mothering him like he should be mother, is this a middle child thing, is he missing something, I have constant conversations with him, and then I realized that, like, after talking to him, no, he's, he's making these decisions, so it's hard, like, some people might sit here and think, oh, you don't have no problems with your kids, no, we have a lot of problems. It's hard because you know how you want your child to be. And we as mothers, some of us, we we are in the positions that we are. Um, not, I'm going to, well, I'll say some mothers are in the positions that they are because at some point we have to start saying, no, you're going to do this, you're going to do that. When they get older, the young lady was saying something about, you know, we're not here to be your sole support, like all the time, whatever, whatever. I mean, you are here 50 years old and you still, my, 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 you know, I need this, I need that, blah, blah, blah. You know, we, and myself, you know, I have to tell these younger ones, you know, no, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to help you anymore. This is this is the deadline. Right. As of this date, boundaries. I'm done. You're going to have to do it on your own. Right. Because, you know, it's taken from what I have to do for me. Right. But and you still I, have to, I, I, to make I, sure that we understand, not just yeah. us, because you're with this, like this with everybody, but you still took the time to make sure that we you you allow for us to be able to still come to you and say hey yeah. like what do i do about this even if you don't even know you you'll sit there and listen and you'll just be like well i'm gonna find out maybe you should try this or <laughs> what you know whatever so yeah the village is not villaging anymore and we are just in a space i think where as mothers we don't want to ask for help we want to kind of look like we got it all together and I don't think we're being as transparent and vulnerable as we can. And I think when we are, when we do that, life will be much more easier. I Look, I'm learning a lot at this little conference I was at. I was listening to another um, speaker, and he said that the most effective leaders criticize themselves. And they do it in front of their staff. And a lot of people aren't going to do that. Like, my staff would be my children. I started telling them I'm not good at this or I'm struggling with this or this this oh there we go Bri. um like I'm sorry I, no you're fine as I, I communicate I'm I'm letting them know that I'm not as good as I make it look like it is right and when you do that then you know they'll come around a little bit they'll be like oh okay you know, like Aiden, Mother's Day. He was like, Mom, I'm not going to give you a hard time today. I was today. like, because I had a lot for you if you did today. I'm not going to, somebody mentioned gentle parenting. Nope, I'm not going to be a gentle parent toward you today, sir. No, it was Mother's Day. So he was like, I'm not going to give you a hard time today. It's Mother's Day. But so that's another thing. I think being transparent with them, letting them know like this is 
this is how this looks. That's why I said, yes, it's not, it's definitely to me, no, I'm not going to use the word hard. I'm not, it can be difficult, but again, I'm very transparent with them. Like it's, it's challenging. And you know, the stuff that these, these, um, courses or classes or conferences that we go to at work, I literally have had to use them at home, um, especially with a couple of the girls here, learning to tell them how, how it makes me feel when they do this and when they do that. Because there was a time when, you know, no, I wasn't saying anything. But, and, you know, like you said, you're sitting there listening to what's going on, but your mind is right back at home. I can use this right at home. Girl, you're getting free services and you can, you applying this to the yeah. damn Go ahead. <laughs> but, but in, in, in all aspects of life, this stuff is not only, you know, can be utilized at work, but at home too. And I'm going to tell you, I have used those techniques that I have learned, you know, because if I have, you, and you know how, and I'm going to call them out, Bri and I, y'all could be with their mouth. And I was like, you know, I'll go back and I'll tell them like, you know, the other day you said this and that. And I don't know who you was talking to. Instead of me grabbing a brick, I'm <laughs> like, it's time for you to go. Not a brick. You know? Yeah, a brick. It's time for you to go. We don't <laughs> know. I need to talk to you right now. Or I won't talk to you for a week, but I don't like what you said and how you said, because it made me feel this way. And this is talking about, you know, with older children. So, you know, still, you still have to use the communication. Right. Children know how they make you feel when they do this, that, and the other, because it's not right because we bleed, we sweat, we cry, you know, everything. To for our children, men and women, you know, they don't know the struggle that we we do. And that struggle is nothing but the love that we have for our children. And even most of all of most of all of my daughter's friends call me mom. Why is that? Because of the love that I have for them. I, if I haven't seen them in a while, I'll see Cabri. How you doing? You OK? That's a whole conversation. We can go outside and her and I can talk. If I see Jeanette, you all right? How you doing? And they know that they can talk to me. They already know this. So stop holding stuff in. You know, talk. Talk to them. We talk, were, um, you know, talk, talk. It's okay. Because nine times, ten, I don't mean to cut you off. Nine times out of ten, I done been where you are. And people, most people have been or shared the same experience that you have shared. This is nothing new. So I'm sorry, Nicole. No, you are. I was telling Capri what we were talking about. We was um we were talking about um just being transparent <laughs> with them and communicating with them, which helps, well, it might not work for everybody, but which kind of helps with it not being as difficult. So kind of talking about the things that we do so that it's not that hard or difficult to parent um, or parent as mothers. So um, one viewer said, if you're not ready for the sacrifice, parenting isn't for you. So I like that comment because 
like we we automatically another thing that we say as moms like it's a sacrifice like we we know we got to sacrifice we got to sacrifice but i think one thing that we don't understand is what the sacrifice looks like and one sacrifice is being vulnerable and communicating so like i said earlier you weren't on here but i was like a lot of people don't know like ever since the school year started i have had to talk to aiden every single day every single day there was always something and we at what day what i don't know right we in may school started last august but no one would know that right nobody would know unless i was transparent about it and said it that right there is that's mentally draining it hurt and i was telling my mom it hurts it's a lot it's too much i'm tired i be right throw my hands up i'm hitting my head against the wall i'm like what am i doing wrong all that other stuff so, and I'm, I'm just saying that to say that one thing that I know is with Aiden, I did change some things around. So he seen me cry on the account of something that happened with him and how it affected me. I'm not going to say, oh, you, you, you know, you acting up in school is making me sad. No, you, you acting up in school or, and I'm not saying that's what I'm using an example, but you acting up in school is sad for me because I know that's not what we are putting in you at home. And, you know, it hurts me. It hurts my heart that, you know, this is how you're acting or even down to crying. Like, I'll cry in front of them. And I don't have a problem being transparent in that way. Or if I feel like they're disrespecting girls. Nowadays, these boys think that they can talk to these girls any kind of way and it's okay because the girls allow them to. But I've had numerous of conversations with Terrence and Aiden about what you're saying is disrespectful. Like what you're doing is disrespectful. And if somebody really wanted to get you in trouble, they could show this screenshot and you would be suspended because that could be considered X, Y, and Z. So, you know, just having that conversation and then, you know, saying, doing what I need to do to bring it all back, you know, is how I'm getting to this point where I'm saying for me, it's not hard. It can just be difficult and how I'm handling them and, I feel like how I'm handling, how I'm approaching them, how vulnerable I am with them is allowing a better parenting or momming, mothering experience with them. Now, with, with Terrence, that's a complete different thing. He can have a whole different discussion. There's a lot of stuff that I don't even touch when it comes to him and his, his children. But, you know, I, I think as far as a mom, that's where I'm at. Now, one thing I do know that I struggle with um, is... is the gentle part and someone mentioned this in our chat that you know let's not talk about gentle parenting I can have gentle parenting but I'm not always that gentle soothing mom let me can can I ask you a question right there go ahead mom have I have I been gentle tell yeah. the truth like I'm like <laughs> I think you've been gentle in your way of being gentle I think you've been gentle in your way of being gentle. So you might not know that it was being gentle, but it was your way of being gentle. I think you were stern and everything like that when it came for me and my upbringing. But when it comes to these girls, they have a different, they have a different experience of what gentle looks like for me. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So I think we all had our version of gentle when it comes with, to you. Just like mine, they'll have their, they had their different experience of what gentle looks like for me. My therapist was like, how often do you hug your children? And I was like, 
I can't tell you that because soon as they walk in the room, I'm like, don't walk past that area because if you come over here, it's going to make me feel a certain way because you asking me for something. So she was like, my challenge for you is hug them every day. I was like, ugh. <laughs> I'm like, ugh. And I, some of them be like, why is she acting like that? But no, it's like I'm maintaining. It's not difficult, but I'm maintaining it. And I realized I was maintaining to a point where I was keeping them in a certain, in a certain, like, <laughs> just, I was keeping them in a place where I didn't really have to necessarily deal with them directly. And that part was that gentle mothering part that I was, that, that I left out of this whole thing. So that is something that I am working on right now is being more gentle, not gentle parenting, but gentle with my children um, you know, hugging on them every day, allow, you know, my, you know how I was when, when I was younger with you, I touched you all the time. It was weird, but you know, now I'm like, don't get off me, you know, leave me alone y'all, you, you know, so I'm working on that now, you know, it's very awkward for me and little Terrence to hug. He's so big. I'm like, high five me. But my therapist is like, hug them every day. But you know what? Um, my dad, um, I used to tell him all the time because I would I would call my father every day. Like I was, oh, let me see. I'm trying to see. Had my own place. So this was before you were born, Nicole. I would call him every day. He and he could cook, so he would give me recipes, and I would be cooking. Right? Mm -hmm. He call me back. Let me know how it tastes. You know, after I cook the food, give me the recipe, and I'd be like, I love you, Dad. He would never say to me back. I love you too. He would say, I would say, I love you, Dad. He'd say, Me too. <laughs> and he would not tell me that he loved me back until he got sick. And when he got sick, I would go to work a half a day, go to the hospital a half a day, then get y'all after 4 30, you know, and that was my routine go to work, go to the hospital, get y'all, and then go do the same thing. But so that gentleness right there, for me to receive that from my dad, I didn't get it. I got it when he was getting ready to check out. But when he did do it, Nicole, for me to hear him say, I love you too, baby. Girl, that was the most that it meant the world to me. Mm -hmm. That hug, you never know. I mean, when I see y'all, I hug y'all. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, you know how they are. They hug you. I so, like, you know, or I tell you, I tell you, I, I sent you a text message. I miss you, Nicole. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, I miss you too, mom. Okay, so <laughs> let's... <laughs> but that's... Yes, but I mean, that's how I feel. So I have I to. Mean, Tabree did it too when she texted me. She was like, something, something, something. Be safe out there. Love you. I was like, eh, love. So the live version of me was like, uh, love you too. But in the text, it came through as love you too. Like, I had. Why is that, why is that so hard? Like, why I'm is that? Sure. So your that's love language is. One of your love, well, one of your main love languages is physical touch. Like you like to, you no, you have vocalized that you, 
my significant other. You like it when we touch you. Not all the time, but I, that's, my, that's my love language for my significant so, other. So with that, with your love language being physical touch from, t- and this is just me asking a question. So if you, if you don't want to answer it, that's totally fine. Um, why do you think it's so hard to have that be one of your love languages with the kids? I don't, I don't know. I got I to keep working with Dr. Jackson and see why. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Go ahead, grandson. Good night. <laughs> he always so funny. <laughs> um, well, did I read it? No. So a viewer says sometimes you have to be mindful how transparent you are with your kids because kids will play on your emotions and intelligence just as kids play in between both parents. So I definitely agree with that. Um, and Cabri, you can speak on that and mom too, because we older now and I know that that still happens between us. I know it do. But um, when I say us, I mean me and my sisters. But for my kids, because I know them, I beat them to the punch. So like, I'll give you an example, Aiden. When I took him to get his little shot, he he's my, that's he the one. I took him to get his little shot. I did it early in the morning so he could still go to school. So right before he left the office, the doctor was still, I said, can I ask you a question? She was like, sure. <laughs> I was like, is this going to hurt him today? She was like, probably a little pinch. He'll be fine. I was like, does he need Tylenol or anything? Like, is he going to have to come home? She was like, no, he, sh- he can go throughout the day. He will be fine. I said, Aiden, did you hear her? Because Aiden will call. He will call Terrence. He will call me. If I don't give him his answer, he'll call Terrence. So when we're walking to the car, I said, Terrence, Aiden's done. He got a shot. And the doctor said, all he needs is Tylenol. If he needs it, he's good to go. He can stay in school today. I know my son. So when I got to the school, I got out the car. He's like, where are you going? I said, I'm coming with you. So when we get in there, I said, let's go to the nurse's office. We go to the nurse's office. I said, Aiden got his little shot today, his second, you know, dose or whatever. She said, okay. I said, he don't have to come home if he has to come home. He's standing there looking at me like this. I was like, if he don't feel well, his arm start and just give him some towel. No, he'll be all right. I said, me and his dad both know this. He can stay in here. I was like, he's good. The nurse was like, thank you. I'm happy that you did that. She's like, because he is in my office quite often trying to find a way to get home. I know my kid. So I, we will, we will do our best. Like, because we know how, and it's not just Aiden, Layla, Layla has a different relationship with Terrence. So she can easily get more of what she wants out of him because, you know, she's the only girl. So that's where we'll bump heads. But with like with Terrence and Aiden, because we know them so well, it'll if Aiden calls Terrence to come home, for instance, Terrence will call, he'll call me and say, Did you tell Aiden he can come home? We'll talk first because we like, we already know he always up to something. He's always up to something. And he will play us, try to play us. And we'll both come to him and be like, you know, you can't do this, right? Like we on the same page. So what are you doing? So I think to 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 what you were saying, um, that was Mark. What you were saying, Mark, yes, I do agree. If you're not aware, I think, yeah, you will get caught up in that phase of them playing both sides. But I think that once you catch on to it and you let them know that you know, I tell Aiden all the time. I tell Terrence all the time. I tell Layla. 
I know you, just like our parents used to tell us, I know you, you came out of me. You spent nine months of your life, 10 months of your life inside of me. And we got to very acquainted. I was like, so I know you very well. I was like, so go ahead and try it. I was like, I might not find out about it at that time, but I'm going to find out. And when I do, we'll talk about it. And they just look at me like, all right, next. <laughs> Listen to her. That's my other, that's my other grannies. <laughs> she did good this whole time, though. She wasn't loud. Kudos to her. All right, guys. So anything to close out? I know it's late over there where y'all are. I don't know. Everybody getting to bed. Um, so any closing remarks or anything that y'all would like to say? I'll just say take mothering day by day as it comes and adjust accordingly if we can. My thing is... Um, just, you know, there is no pamphlet, there is no handbook, there are no policies and procedures to read. <laughs> you got to take it one day at a time. Use your best, you know, use your best judgment. Love as much as you can love on them, because tomorrow is not promised to any of us. It's not promised to any of us, so... um my grandparents that children are a blessing. So as much as sometimes that we don't think that they are, sometimes when you are going through and you have that baby that you can hold or that um, toddler or that teenager, sometimes when you see your child and they can just give you that hug, that means a hell of a whole lot. And they don't have to say nothing. They don't even have to know what's going on. But that loves you unconditionally, no matter what's going on. So, you know, handle them with care. Handle them with care and just do the best you can do. That's all we can do. That's all yeah. we can do. Um, I agree. I'm a, my closeout going to be what Mark just said. Prayer and lots of prayer. <laughs> Amen. Let the church say amen. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us again. I know it's late. Um, we actually had a lot of activity with a late night show. <laughs> but um, we were going to get up with y'all in the next couple of weeks. Thanks That's going to be me. <laughs> joining us. I'm going to just take you off the screen. <laughs> I'm going to be like this. No, Capri. No, I said we had a lot of. Um, it was a little more active in the late a later show. Oh, it was like she was gonna be asleep. But um, so yes, check us out. Um, we'll be posting soon. We'll see y'all later. Good night. Thanks, mom, for joining us. I love you. I love you, Capri. Love you, Nicole. Be safe. You heard I me. I am. I am. Good night, no, mom. Call me if you need me, baby. I All got right. you. Thank you. Okay. Oh, see y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.